Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for Gone Boss. We're brought to you today by our sponsor, Forbidden Fruit Tattoo and Piercing on McGalliard in Muncie. We want to feature today one of their tattoo, one of their artists. One of the tattoo artists? Yes, Adam. We know Adam. He's great. He offers high quality custom tattoos. He's been tattooing for just under 20 years and he specializes in new school, but he's well versed in all styles of tattooing. He enjoys customizing artwork for every individual. and his, his favorite pieces are memorial tattoos because he loves being able to share a memory through his artwork. He can create a fun and unique new school piece or bust out a realistic portrait very easily. He's also super fast. You can find his number and all of his contact info at their website. Now, Chrissy and Adam yeah. both came from Lucky Rabbit Tattoo with yes. Daniel back in the day. Yes, now, Daniel's gone off and done something different. They have a shop now on McGalliard and Muncie. You can find them at ForbiddenFruitArt.com. They are amazing. They are amazing. Check them out. Today in the studio, we have Annie Nichols with Bloom and Bee Therapy and Educational Services. Welcome. Thank you. No problem. I'm excited. Good. Excellent. Well, I got you. I got your name right, so that's good. <laughs> so tell me what Bloom and Bee does. Um, we offer speech therapy, and we also have Orton-Gillingham-based reading tutoring. Okay. So that's where the education part mm-hmm. comes in. Cool. Excellent. Where are you located? 2809 West Godman Avenue, Suite 3. Okay, sweet three. Yes, brand new. We just moved there in June. Okay, very good. So here in Muncie. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I like that. So what made you decide to get into opening your own practice and speech therapy and all that good stuff? Uh, speech therapy kind of was random. I was not a speech therapy major. I was a deaf education major. I had to take an intro to speech pathology class my first semester of college. And I thought, man, this is super cool. So I switched my major. Um, and then I've worked in all areas of the field. Most recently, before I started working for myself, I worked for a school system. It drove me crazy that I couldn't do what I wanted with my kids. There's so much red tape. My hands always felt tied. So I said, I just want to do whatever I want to do. And we also made the decision to homeschool our kids at that time. So it kind of worked out nicely working on my own, homeschooling my kids. So that was how Bloom was born. I worked by myself for several years and then made my first hire in 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. How was it making your first hire? Was that scary? Terrifying. <laughs> I I know when I first hired my first person, I was like, oh, no. Now my company doesn't – I'm not the only one depending on my company. Now I'm responsible for do. somebody else's family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Putting food on someone else's table. Like, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, that's scary. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So, well, tell me about your family. I have two boys who are 10 and 13. 13. Yes. So they are becoming little man children, too. And we homeschool, like I said, and my husband is an IT developer manager. So he works a hybrid schedule. So when I work, he is home with the boys doing school and vice versa. Nice. Well, that's a good way that you can kind of balance Mm -hmm. it out and everything. Um, So spoiler alert, I kind of know you from like in different lives, like Mm -hmm. friend of a friend and we've hung out and everything. So I can't believe your boys are that big. I know. (laughs) 
I can't either. Yeah. And one of them, the 13 year old is much taller than I am already. Oh. He's six feet tall. So he's got a good six inches on me and he's not stopping. Okay. Wow. Exciting. So homeschooling, how, how's that working out for you? Uh, also terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to think that adults knew what they were doing and we really don't. Yeah. Nobody does. So it's equal parts terrifying and exciting. Like we wouldn't have it any other way, but it's not easy. Audia has asked me, "Mom, would you just homeschool me?" and I'm like, "Not right now." And not maybe not with you cuz she <laughs> she needs another person to like tell her what to do and yes. to listen to. Not, we try to have them not in other her activities. mother. <laughs> yeah. They need they need accountability. That's not us. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you like to do for fun? I like to read okay, and listen to music. All right. Do you have a favorite book? My favorite series is the Seer series by Rochelle Decker, but I'm in the horror book club at the Muncie Public Libraries, which oh. is the best book club. I need Shout to be out. in that book club. It's so good. And we just finished The Hot Zone, which was my favorite book in high school. So I'm going to throw that in there too. Okay. The Hot perfect. Zone. If you love Ebola, uh, like yes, diseases, I've, it's a true I story. I read that back in high school or sometime so and it was, it was really good. Well, I'm going to have to check out this book club situation. Yeah, we'd love to have you. <laughs> it's chock full of weirdos. Hey, I'm a weirdo, so I love it. That's great. <laughs> so are you a native Munsonian or are, are you a transplant? I am from New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. And my parents moved us here when I was in upper elementary school. My whole plan was to stay in Indiana for the in-state tuition and then go back to New Jersey. Okay. And then I met my husband when I was a sophomore in college and... His whole family's in Muncie, and here I am. Okay. All right. So is it okay now that you've decided to stay? I'm getting more used to it. The older <laughs> I get, the more I appreciate Muncie versus big city. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, and Muncie's good. big enough. Like, it's got yeah. stuff, but you can oh, also, yeah. like, go down the road and go to Indy if you need to. Or yes. Fort Wayne or I'm whatever. a much bigger fan of this pace. Yeah. Although New Jersey has a It's called the Garden State for a reason. I mean, there's a lot of farming and horse farms. Really? And, yeah. You don't really think about that when you think of right. New Jersey, but I mean, I guess it's in their state motto and everything. Mm -hmm. So, all right. What kind of professional organizations are you a part of? I have to have a license through ASHA, which is the American Speech Language Hearing Association. That's kind of a given. Mm -hmm. I also have a lot of partnerships. I'm working on something currently with By5 okay. um, that we're hoping will get approved. They have been working on some grants that would involve us also... I really got a lot of help from the Indiana Small Business Bureau. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Peggy. I love she, Peggy. Yeah, yes. She <laughs> really held my hand through a lot of my growth because my business grew so fast in a very short amount of time. And it was exhilarating, but so scary. Yeah. So. Terrifying. Yep. Good. We love Peggy and the Small Business Development Center. We always shout them out. I think it's like one of the most underutilized resources oh, yeah. for business owners. Like, and it's free. Yes. Oh, it's free. free. And I, I even did a free QuickBooks training. Yeah. Like it's saved me several times. Yeah. And anytime, like I remember when I was getting ready to first hire somebody and I was terrified and I'm like, all right, Peggy, you know, here are the numbers. Let's crunch the numbers. Does it make sense to do this? And, and I'll, and just kind of talk you through things mm -hmm. and talk you off the ledge a little bit. Oh yeah. She had to do that with me a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. And well, <laughs> accountability, like you said, you were going to do this this month. Did, did you do it? And I'm like, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So what caused your growth? Do you think? We, so there is an incredible need for speech therapy in our area, really everywhere. But in Muncie, there are not very many places to get speech and the wait lists are so, so long. So there's such a need that we had a huge wait list. And then we made the decision to start taking insurance last year. Oh, okay. And that 
blew up our referrals. We have really good relationships with several pediatricians offices and it's hard to keep up, but it's so good. I'm glad we can help so many families. We see every week about between 70 and 80 client visits a week. Wow. So that's a lot of kids that we're helping. Excellent. Well, that's perfect. I love that. Tell me something that's on your bucket list. So I want to travel everywhere. Okay. Basically. Um, But one of the ultimate things on my bucket list is I want to get a tattoo done like they originally used to do it where they hit a sharp stick with a little hammer Oh. and like do the pinpoint, like the pointillism on your body. So that's my ultimate bucket list is to get an original tattoo. Are there many people who do that? Like practice that? Not here okay. in I the was... U.S. Although I did recently find I just learned how to use Instagram barely and I found <laughs> someone in Maryland who does it. Oh, okay. Um, but other, I would love to just go to New Zealand and do it there. Okay. Like where it's like more native and all right. of that. So does... Does that hurt more than like a regular tattoo? I feel like it would. I have no idea, <laughs> but I really don't care. Okay. Right. I have a very high pain tolerance. Well, and if you're committed, then you're committed. So. Right. Awesome. I wanted to do it since I was like 18. Well, I think that's an excellent bucket list item to have. That's No one has said that on the podcast yet. Sweet. Good job. How many <laughs> tattoos do you have? Uh, I think if you break them all down, 13. Okay. All right. Very good. What gets you truly excited about life? I like laughing. Okay. Helping people. Traveling. I just love seeing things from every angle. Mm-hmm. So I love exploring cultures and that just makes me excited to see how different yet the same everybody is. So. Right. Do you have a favorite place you've traveled to? Not really. I think everywhere we've gone, there's been something neat mm-hmm. and unique. So we're trying to do all 50 states. Oh, how many I, have you done? Ish. I think 33-ish. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. I've done everything from the East Coast through, like, Missouri, except for Delaware. <laughs> so if somebody out there knows what they're to do in Delaware and can just fly <laughs> me straight there and back, that'd be great. I, there's got to be stuff I've already been. Delaware. I've already been everywhere in between. So, like, driving to Delaware doesn't sound as exciting. Well, yeah. I'm just yeah. flying to just Delaware. Just flying in and then flying Yes, yeah, so that's what I want for my birthday. I'm hoping my father-in-law's a pilot. I'm oh. just like, can you just fly me to Delaware, have lunch, <laughs> and then, like, fly back? Well, that's nice. Well, they have like beaches and stuff in Delaware. Is it on the? Co- I don't even know. I don't know. I'm it's not- so little. Like <laughs> it's, it's like hard tiny. to see on the map. That's true. I but I really I like the Atlas Obscura. That's how we plan most of our vacations. So I guarantee there's something funky in Delaware. Oh, yeah. You can find some kind of you know world's biggest chair or something. Yeah, like we when we went to Rhode Island, um, the way we checked that off was we saw the grave of H.P. Lovecraft. So oh, all right, hey, that's we're down for anything. Okay, that's pretty cool. I like that. What's your favorite band or artist? <laughs> I, I know this already because I know you. I but. was so pumped when I saw this question. That would be Aerosmith. Yes. Why do you love Aerosmith so much? Oh, so that's going to get into some deep, dark psychology. Okay. But anyways, I for, found for the Aer- high level view is fine, too. <laughs> I found Aerosmith when I was 11. Okay. And they just really filled like a void in my heart that needed to be filled. And so I've been obsessed with them ever since. Okay. You've seen them in concert. Like how many yes. times? Yes. Um, I think almost 10 and then I'm going to, I have tickets to see them twice on their upcoming tour. Oh, nice. uh, Including a meet and greet. And then the one in Indy, I'm in the pit. Oh, like in the stage. Oh, that's fun. I was in the pit for Gwen Stefani and it was so fun. It's a good experience. Yeah. Although it makes me feel old because you got to stand there the whole time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm too old for this. (laughs) I saw the Joe Perry project in April and I had to stand and I, my flight got there at like six, no, eight in the morning. So I walked around Boston for hours and then stood at the concert and I thought I was going to die. And Aaron Perry, Joe Perry's son, who's a photographer of all of their shows, he has this picture of me that's been circulated all over the internet because it's not just of me, but of our whole row. And I am yawning. (laughs) 
at a Joe Perry Project concert while Joe Perry's playing guitar. I am yawning. Thankfully, it looks like if you don't know I'm yawning, it looks like I'm like crying. Okay, well, see, so you're I'll so like that. moved by. Emotion. But I was like, really, this like famous picture now. I'm like yawning in oh, front that's... of Joe Perry, and <laughs> it's awful. I think that's that's funny. If I if that were to happen to me, that the same thing would happen to me. So <sighs> nice. Are you an early bird or night owl? Early. Early. My brain shuts off by 8 p.m. Like, don't ask me to do anything important. Okay. Very good. But I'll get up at 5.30 and start working out. More power to you. <laughs> I can't. I'm not, a, not that person. <laughs> Have you ever met anyone famous? I've met three out of the five Aerosmith members. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, and actually, in September, I'm meeting the fourth. I'm meeting Steven Tyler for the first time. Oh. So, yeah, if Joey Kramer happens to hear this, he's not touring, so I I can just go to your house. Okay. I'm sure Joey Kramer is, like, <laughs> listening to this podcast every day, right? <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure? Some trash TV. Okay. What kind of trash TV? Um, So, maybe it's not so much trash, because I don't want to offend Tyra, but, like, I'm a big America's Next Top Model fan. Hey, I am, too. <laughs> um, And this is definitely not trash, but my new guilty pleasure is Queer Eye. Oh, I am okay. obsessed. Like, I think it would make my life so good if I could be on that show. Awesome. It would just solve all my problems. Well, they solve everybody's problems. I know. Yes, right? I follow Jonathan Van Ness on Instagram, and he's just so happy. And, like, I don't know. He's so cool. I love them. They're so encouraging. Yes. I just like, need. They, seem like they always have a good day. Yeah. They need to make an app where like just encouraging phrases from Queer Eye. <laughs> just blast it right in your ears. Awesome. I like that. What's your favorite movie? History of the World Part One. Okay. It's a Mel Brooks movie. Oh. Watched it with my grandpa when I was too young to be watching that movie. Mm-hmm. But it's so awesome. Awesome. Now I haven't let my kids watch it yet, but <laughs> soon. It, yeah. They're getting, they're getting there. <laughs> Maybe not quite yet, but they're getting there. What's your hidden talent? <laughs> Something you're good at that people might not know. So my hidden talent is probably that I have a hidden personality okay. because my nickname in college was Super Freak Okay. because I did freak shows and suspensions and stuff like that. And the average person who knows me has no clue. Now they know now, they clearly. Know now. But I don't know. My hidden talent is that I've just... I'm really into that culture, and I've okay. done a lot of that stuff that no one would ever guess. Okay, so what is suspension? What is that? you might have seen it on like Ripley's Believe it or Not, the meat hooks in your back, okay, and you yeah. like pull up and swing, swing and around and stuff. So cool, so fun. Okay, do you still do that, or is that something you've left behind? It's too expensive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was in college with no kids, well, yeah, yeah, and freedom and you know free time, but I would do it if the opportunity presented itself. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I actually founded the Ball State Body Modification Club. Really? When I was a freshman. <laughs> when you were a student? <laughs> because none of the clubs spoke to me, except for that and skydiving club. So. Oh, did you join the skydiving I club? I did. Have you been skydiving? Yes. Oh, did you like it? Yes. <laughs> Would I do that again now? Probably not. As you get older, I think you have a different view of the stakes, like... I think my kids would be annoyed if I died, because they'd have to cook more and <laughs> clean, so... Yeah. Not have mom around and all... Do, yeah. To do all the mom things and stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I could never, I do not want to skydive. I could never do it, but I am so like good for the people who can and want to. That's awesome. It helps if you do the tandem because you have the dude strapped to your back and he's jumping out of the plane regardless. So you're coming with him. I guess maybe that would be the way to do it. I would suppose, but I still don't know. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter, Audia, made me go on the swings at the state fair and it's like the giant swings that are taller than this uh, Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, Scared of heights, but that was a little too high. I was like, "Whoa, no, I don't yeah, like this." Yeah, and there's still little protection. Yeah, on the swings. there's like a bar and yeah. a, a, a 
seatbelt? Yeah. As I've gotten older, I've gotten so much more cautious. We went to Knobles in Pennsylvania for a family reunion. And we went on a roller coaster that went upside down, and it didn't have shoulder straps. Oh. And the whole time we were in line, I was like, where are the shoulder straps? Where are the shoulder straps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have shoulder straps for things that go upside down. Like, I'll ride roller coasters all day, but, like, that swinging swing thing was... I just closed my eyes and pretended I wasn't there. And I was like, Audia, how, are you okay? She's like, yeah, this is great. Woo. She's like, has her arms in the air. I'm like, oh my God, my, my child. <laughs> yeah, I have an adrenaline junkie. One is, one isn't. Yeah, we've got those two. I'm like, oh, good. I'm going to keep my feet on the ground. Thank you very much. Do you sing in the shower? I sing in the car. Okay. Huh? Um, yeah, I was just singing on the way here. Good. When not Aerosmith. Not Aerosmith? No. Mickey James okay. is my new... Music obsession aside from Aerosmith. Okay, perfect. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Me too. Good, <laughs> good answer. Okay. Good answer. I was like, oh no, I'm going to be a pariah of no, the podcast. No, I'm a neither. Matt's a Star Wars, but I am a. I don't. I don't need. I don't need to see him. No. <laughs> if there were like a horror one on this list, I would do that. Oh, okay. What's your favorite horror movie? Do you have a favorite? Oh one? gosh, I don't know. Now I'm stuck on. So there's a movie called Leprechaun in Space, which is a horror movie that takes place in space. So I'll just choose that. Okay, excellent. That that fits the fits right in the theme. What's your most used emoji on your phone? The guy where he's like squinting his eyes, and then sometimes I'll use the one where the tears are coming, like the laughing, crying. But usually the guy without the tears. Because I'm not that committed. Okay. So there you go. So yeah, if I use the tears, you know I'm serious. All right. It's it's time. It's go time for yeah. sure. Okay. And then the other one that I use a lot is the guy who's like, oh gosh, how do I describe it? Because you can't see me. It's the guy who's like gritting his teeth. Like, uh, I don't know about that. Okay. That guy. What I do know. we call that guy? I don't know what we call that guy, but I know who you're talking about. So okay, cool. What does success mean to you? I think it means to like be free to be and do. Whatever I feel like. So freedom, I guess, would be success. And leading while having a positive influence on others. So if I've impacted the community in a positive way, then I feel like I've been successful. If I also maintained my own idea of who I am throughout the process. Because I think you can lose one or the other. You can lose yourself or you can lose the people. But if you can keep them both at the same time, that's success. Perfect. Have you ever faced discrimination because you're a woman or anything like that in business? I thought about that a lot when I saw that question, and not that I can recall. However, speech pathology is a very female-dominated field, Yeah. so I wonder if you ask that question to a man, That's you true. might get might a different, get a different answer. response, even because when I call insurance companies, a lot of them expect me to be a woman, mm -hmm. things like that, so okay. I would say the only times it's happened is, you know, a random maintenance worker once, I think, who called me sweetie every two seconds, but... I hate it when they do just just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you maintain a positive attitude? That depends on the day. <laughs> um, so the quotes from Queer Eye. Mm -hmm. No. Um, I have a little group of friends who are willing to listen to me vent, and that's helpful. Faith is very helpful. And I try to remind myself of what I've accomplished. Or, you know, there was a hard season before and you've made it past this. So clearly you can do it. You've done it before. So that's what I try to remind myself. I actually just read a quote from Steven Tyler this morning that said the best way out is through. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that he actually invented that saying. <laughs> but I think that's true. I just try and think, what have I made it through before? And the only way out is to keep going. Just keep swimming. 
Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. What do you wish you had first known when you were first starting out? So this is nothing against programs or anything, but we have zero business classes to be a speech therapist. <laughs> um, and I wish that I had any bit of understanding about financials, projections, uh, taxes. Oh, yeah. Um, all that grown-up stuff I have learned the very, very hard way. Medical coding. So anyone out there, like, get prepared. I didn't have any business knowledge. But on the other hand, that goes to show you can do it yourself. I've bootstrapped it, and that's what Peggy kept telling me. Other people she's worked with in a similar field, you can hire out billers. You can hire out credentialers. You can do all that stuff. But I learned it all by myself. I learned how to do it. I did it. Yep. So... It, it, not that it wasn't easy or not. It wasn't hard. It was very hard. I cried a lot when I first started taking insurance, especially. <laughs> oh, insurance but, I would make anybody cry. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you can do it yourself. So, but it, those are things that I wish I really knew. Yeah. Like I majored in music. Does not help me in anything that I do today, except for when I sing at Muncie Civic or whatever. Um, but yeah. yeah, having some like business classes. Right. The practical or, ins and outs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I always like to say, like, you don't have to know everything yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I can surround myself with people who know what they're doing. So exactly. I have a business question, I can ask Peggy. If I've got, you know, I need to talk to an attorney, I've got people we can talk to and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. So surround yourself with people who know more than you do. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Perfect. Always be growing and always have people ahead of you. Excellent. I like that. If someone were to play you in a movie, who would that be? Okay, I've actually thought about this before. Okay. So I was prepared. Excellent. So it would be Anna Kendrick, which is kind of a random choice. But I think she can go from sweet to like creepy scary really well. Okay. So she can run like my whole gamut of my secret identity and my real life identity. So I like that about her. And we're almost the same age. Okay. We look nothing alike, which would be a small barrier. But I think she'd be down for it. Excellent. I like that. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming by today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm glad that I could do it. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. Bye. Well, this year has not been a year of blockbuster movies every weekend at the theaters. No, but but there has been one one. (laughs) that has done an amazing job of marketing. Uh, It's Pink. What is it? It's Barbie. That's right. It's the Barbie movie. And the Howell family, even our 19-year-old, went to the movies here recently to have the popcorn and the Coke and the... Yes. And And we got to see Nicole Kidman walk into the movie theater (laughs) and tell us how it's supposed to be. Heartbreak feels good. In a place like this. And I, I said it <laughs> along with her and Holden laughed at me so hard. He thought, like, that was the funniest thing I've ever done. Um, so, yeah, we all went. It was like a Sunday afternoon matinee or whatever. So we could go for a little bit cheaper because I am a cheap person and yeah. don't. We, I don't <laughs> and that's how we roll. Um, but even, like, when I was like, I want to go to the Barbie movie. And Holden, our 19-year-old, is like, well, I want to go, too. And Audie's like, I want to go, too. I'm like, all right, we're, we're going to make a family trip of it. We all went. And, I wanted to see Oppenheimer, and, so. Well, I know. You I got <laughs> you got drug along against your will. Now, I have to say, like, when I was a kid, I was not a Barbie person. Okay. Had, now, why in the world would you want to see this movie? What happened to, to cause you to 
I'm going to go well, to the Well, because the whole world started talking about it, not just the marketing, because it was all over, like, social media, and you could, like, Barbie yourself on Instagram and filters and stuff. Not that, but, like, I heard a lot of people talking about how it's, like, a positive feminist message, and, you know, it's not, like, your typical Barbie airhead kind of movie or whatever. All right, so spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. It touches the heart. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> so I have no heart. Right. We, this has been established. She has failed the empathy test Over and over again, every time. So I don't cry at movies, hardly ever. I cried. You were bawling. Twice. No, you weren't bawling, but you were crying. I and not just little tears, like big big tears, twice. And then I got like a little choked up another time. And then we got in the car and we were talking about it, and I was like, I can't talk about it because it's making me cry again. (laughs) And never ever do that. You cried. You teared up. Uh, I cried. Holden, our nineteen-year-old, he cried. I I looked over and he was crying. I handed him a napkin or whatever. (laughs) The only one who was not crying was Audia. She's like, I don't get it. I'm like, Yeah, you don't get it because hopefully you live in a better world where you don't have to experience this stuff and don't have to go through all that. And then I'm like crying, and it was just like a whole thing. Yes, there's one scene in the movie where there is a kind of a speech, a monologue yeah. by one of the characters and that's the that's the one. That that gets you and I think it's I think it's good for, you know, people of the male persuasion and everyone in between everyone to see it because like it does kind of put into perspective what being a woman is like and, you know, being a mom or a business person and just all the different roles and hats that people Women now, wear now. It's not a drama though. It's not it a drama. Will Ferrell in it. It is funny. It is funny. It's got. I laughed <laughs> out loud. Like I think we were at a very quiet movie theater because no one else in that theater was laughing as much as we were. <laughs> but there were some really funny moments. There were also some very you know heart tugging moments. But it was just really funny. And Ryan Gosling as as Ken was <laughs> hilarious. Like it was. Really good. Like it was I really just liked an it. all around good escape movie for the summer. Yeah, and not like superhero after the pandemic. Yeah, and that's what I've been hearing on the news and everything is uh, movies. We and this happened before any kind of major thing that has happened in the country. The the movies and the media. We want the escapism. We want the to be entertained. We don't want the dramas or the hard thinky things or things to make you think of the pandemic that we just went through or world wars or different things like that. So I've I thought that was a really interesting thing about media because we have this situation where media is not producing media, yeah, meaning we're, we're the writer's in... strike. We have an actor's <laughs> there's, strike. There's not going like... to be any movies coming up, so you better watch the ones we've got while we can, because we're not going to have yeah, any. And they really haven't been that good since 2019, before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. the, there's been a few superstars, don't get me wrong, like we've, we've, we've had that, but... You know, between 2010 to 2018, I mean, some of those were just amazing movies. Yeah, but yeah, you you can tell we when we watch like TV or movies, and we're like, oh, you can tell that was shot during the pandemic. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> that's that's no good. You can definitely tell there's only three people on this screen because they can only have so many people in the studio or whatever. So now one yeah. other connection about the Barbie movie that you made, I did not. Were some of the characters. In other things we've seen, such as uh, Sex Education oh, on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, there's like three or four of those people in that that were in Sex Education in this movie. So I think they must be friends or like 
Yeah, with the casting with director the ca- or, or the director or the producer. Or whoever. Yes. Yeah, so I think they must have some connection or whatever. So that was fun. I mean, there were Will Ferrell was in it. I didn't know he was in it until I saw it, like the, the credits <laughs> at the beginning. I was like, Will Ferrell, what's he doing in this? But he's funny and it's funny. It's heartwarming. It makes you think, but not too much think. And it's just it's a almost nice, good the perfect summer. movie for the perfect doll. Indeed. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. We're brought to you today by our sponsor, Forbidden Fruit Tattoo and Piercing on McGalliard in Muncie. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone, gone Boss. boss.